It's coming out on Friday, November 15th. Okay, cool. Just I was just trying to get a sense of when this was coming out. Mid-November. Payday. Payday. No, it's good. I'll say <laughs> that. I'll start by asking you, hey, Sarah, do you know what day it is? And I'll say payday. Yeah. Make sure you get on that mic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay. Do you need to swivel it around so I, that you're facing me when you have them? Or like, so it's between us or are you good? Um, I would, I think it's, I can see you better if I do this versus okay, having it like head on. Sweet. Yeah. Love it. Okay. All right. I'm ready. You're listening to Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast of Chicago Heroes. Network TV is number one drama. Chicago Heroes is definitely a real TV show but you won't find it in any TV guide. And if you don't watch it, that's that's your problem. You gotta take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay you the fuck down. Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. Was poppin' hero heads? It is uh, my peas on the mic. Is what's poppin'? Uh, it's uh, the middle of November. We're on the sixth episode of the third season of uh, Chicago Heroes. Hey, sir, do you know what date is? Uh, I think I do. It's Friday, and I just, 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 just. Got paid. It's payday. Yeah, I got a freaking ache in my uh, back off of sitting on my wallet because it's so stuffed it's full so of fat. Benjamins. It's so fat. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so if you guys are listening to this episode, you probably got paid too, unless you don't have a job. In which case, if you don't have a job, that means you're a boss and you're paying someone else because there's only two types of people in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm a third type of person, which is a podcast host, living the dream, and my our name, own boss. So I'm both kinds of people. I'm Ben Flores. I'm the host of Please Save Me, which is the number one recap podcast for the number one show, Chicago Heroes. And I'm joined with the other host of the show, who you've been listening to on the ones and twos. Mm -hmm, That's me, Sarah Black. Well, I hope that you spend your hard-earned money on putting it in the bank and saving it for when we start a Patreon. Because that's where you should be putting it. Yeah, and we'll have a bunch of different tiers. So for those of you who have smaller paychecks, um, you can just donate, you know, uh, fifty bucks a month. And for those of you, of you who have bigger ones, you can give us a little bit more for some extra perks. Here's some stuff that you shouldn't be spending your hard-earned money on: Funko Pops, video games, Disney VHS DVDs, obsolete instantly do you know why tell have, me why sarah have you been paying attention to the news no i've been uh re i've just been re-watching this weekend's episode of chicago heroes over and over and over so you just watch that without the context of the big news yeah i don't i don't know the big news so the big news is that disney has just released their streaming service disney plus so that's um every single um show movie etc that's been in the disney vault this whole time except for song of the south which was the really racist movie um that they took out of the vault forever and rocketed it into the sun but other than yeah it's very nice that they got rid of the racist movie um 
and that they launched their streaming platform. Yeah, you know, I heard that uh, Disney was in a little bit of hot water when they put that movie out. Song of the South? I don't think they were in hot water when they put it out. I think history just has not looked back on it fondly. Disney is like Le Frog that's been in the water Ooh. and it has become Le Boiling. Yeah. Might as well be walking on the sun. So that's where Disney is finding themselves this week. And we're not talking about Danny Boyle's uh, acclaimed film Sunshine, in which the astronauts travel to put out to reignite Earth's dying sun. No, we're talking about a metaphor. Disney's walking on the sun metaphorically. Yeah, it's also payday for Disney Plus because they've been getting a ton of subscriptions to their new streaming service. Oh, yeah. And at $7 a pop, uh, that's going to make them a million dollars. At least. Yeah. At least. Uh, Cha-ching! Well, it was interesting, actually. You know, I told you I'd been watching this episode without having read the weekend's news, and that's true, but I'm a very fast reader. So while you were talking just now, I caught up on pretty much all. I, I did a download to my brain. Okay, well, there wasn't much to get other than the information that I was also just telling you. Okay, well, instead of listening to you say it, I was reading it very fast. Yeah, in case I said something wrong so you could, like, correct me or in case you had, like, an opinion that you could say, like, well, actually, it's bad. But no, Disney Plus is really good. There's nothing wrong with it. Or Disney as a company. Yes, yeah. Uh, if Disney wants to buy this podcast, we 100% will sell it to them. Yeah, we'll we give stand. you all the rights. Yeah, absolutely. We stand Mickey and Minnie. Eat my ass, Disney. It's it's yours, like dinner. Oh, like in a fun way, in a nice way. Oh, yeah, like you own my ass. Yeah, Eat you it. own my ass. So get a fork and knife and put it in my ass and then dig out whatever you can find and stick eat a it. fork in my ass it's for dinner <laughs> my ass it's what's for dinner <laughs> that's great disney if you are listening to this have our asses put them on a silver platter for all i care or beef commission if you want that you can take that as a new twist on an old favorite <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh okay so what was interesting about this week's episode of Chicago Heroes... Was everything. Was everything. Yeah, so good. I loved it. And that pretty much wraps things up for us today. No, <laughs> haha, just kidding. Uh, no, um, we haven't even talked about what was in it. Yeah, we have a little bit of fresh content for you here. Mm -hmm. uh, so fresh like every story that Disney serves to you on the big screen. Yeah, every Nothing single, retread. No, all original. And isn't that something to aspire to? By fans for fans, BFFFF. BFFF. Mm -hmm. That is what the mailbox is going to be, excuse me, the inbox is going to be for us later this episode. So we're going to be doing a little um, customer inbox where we read out the things that you've asked us and we give answers to them. Uh -huh. So that's sort of our BFFF segment, by fans for fans. Mm -hmm. But first, we're going to go into actually our, I would call it our um, flagship segment. Which uh, is the yes. recap. The table stakes of this podcast. <laughs> the what's that? The table stakes of the what's this podcast. Table stakes? Yeah. What is that? Um, is it S-T-E-A-K-S? Uh, no. S it's a big steak that you put on the table for everyone to enjoy is what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. It's not... Um, it's not that. It's not that. Okay, it's what is it? S-T-A-K-E-S. -E like, okay. um, that's what holds the table up. So the podcast is a table, and this table stakes are what holds it up. That's interesting. See, if you'd asked me what it held up a table, I would have gone with the legs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The stakes are a different Listen, thing. I don't, I've never really questioned the use of table stakes. I've always thought it's kind of, it sounds 
businessy and I I thought maybe I was using it correctly in this case and you didn't you don't come up with this crap you just uh I just spit it parrot out it. I parrot it well we are going to be parroting back for you the listener what happened on this week's episode of Chicago Heroes in our table stakes segment the recap so this week's episode as Sarah said so astutely had <laughs> everything in it being interesting. <laughs> but in addition to that, there were actually some parts of it, particularly the plot, the characters, the relationships, the themes, and the motifs that were especially interesting. <laughs> yeah, they were especially good. So, okay. So actually also though, in light of the context of Disney plus and the Disney catalog. Yeah. Now what do you think of it? Given all of the context that I gave you that you read, I'm making meaning now. And the meaning that I am making is that, okay, this week, Disney Plus debuted to great fanfare amongst Mm -hmm. customers and investors alike. And I can understand now why the network with Chicago Heroes, which is, let us be clear, the most popular television show in the world, Mm -hmm. we can now understand why they did a sort of Disney type of thing this week. Because I think like, you know, when something's in the news, if you're... You want to, um, you know how they call it the 24 hour news cycle. That's like, you got to do something within those 24 hours to capture the audience's attention oh, with what they're thinking about already. That's what that means. Yeah. It's like how, do you know how like when, um, okay. So like if the Super Bowl is happening, you want to put out a football. I call it the superb owl. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Or and a that's, big sports ball game. And that's what every scholar aspires to be. Right. A superb a, a owl. A superb owl. Uh-huh. Wearing smart glasses and holding mm-hmm. a book. Yeah. Well, books are going to be a little bit of a part of this week's episode of Chicago Heroes, but we'll get... Books are to- also obsolete now that we have Disney Plus. Exactly. And Disney Plus has books on it. Yeah. Books so- with moving picture and narration and dialogue. Movies are the new books. Get used to it. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a breather. So... So this week's episode tried to get a little bit of runoff, I would say, from Disney Plus mm-hmm. in terms of they know people are thinking about Disney. They know want they, people want Disney type of stuff. People are, their mouths are watering for yeah. Disney stuff. They are dying for it. Yeah. Literally, some people trampled over each other in the Disney Plus line. Yeah, I, at I'm the big sure you box read that. store. Yeah, I'm sure you yeah. read that in the article about I people, did. the big trample. Down at the big box store, they had the big trample. The <laughs> article that I read, it was, um, it said, uh, okay, let me think about what the article said. Yeah. I have to pull it back up here. I thought um, you had a photographic memory. Uh, the, arti- the article that I read said, um, uh, Disney, um, Disney, Disney, um, Disney plus debuting tomorrow, more like Disney plus getting trampled by Los Toros. This is like, it was like the running of the bulls at the big Disney box store. There was a really bad headline. It <laughs> yeah, was legit maybe the worst missed, headline I ever read. Yeah, a couple of missed opportunities. Maybe really the worst For one example, I ever they could have said uh, like a herd of wildebeest because that's like how Mufasa dies in Lion King. Spoiler alert. Okay, well, you had all the time that I was saying my headline to come up to and find yours. To find and yours. I did. And they could have just done a quick Disney Plus, more like Disney minus, colon, 10 die in store. Trampling. 10 missing their livers after they got trampled at the big box store. Yeah, their livers just 
popped right out. Popped right out. Yeah. So anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to, we promise that now we're going to get on to the recap of the episode. So <laughs> Chicago Heroes has a main cast that you know and love as a hero head. If oh, you're a yeah. fan of this show, you probably love the TV show. I'm freaking obsessed with this new cast. I've got... Uh, I got a, a lady boner for this new cast. Yeah, they rule. I mean, really quickly, we have a firefighter uh, played, played by, by Matt, Matt LeBlanc. LeBlanc. His name's Joey. Joey. We have a cop played by Courtney Cox. That's Monica. That's Monica. We have a lawyer played by Matthew Perry, and that's Chandler. I'm winking at you across the room, and yes, I think you know why. Because he's in this episode, like oh. the whole cast. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, it was just him. And <laughs> then we have a... Mayor a mayor of the town and her name is mayor lisa kudrow <laughs> and then there is of chicago uh-huh. there's a paramedic rachel played by played jennifer, jennifer aniston. aniston uh and last and many of the fans have been sending us messages to say least yeah uh, there's a paleontologist named ross yeah played by david, david swimmer and so <laughs> the this cast is so f- star-studded that sometimes i think they worry that the screen will burn our eyes off if they use all of them in an episode. Yeah. So they'll kind of just focus on They're a giving us a little taste of each. Yes. Rarely are they together. And It's like I- a smorgasbord. You ever have a smorgasbord? What? A smorgasbord. It's got like more than one thing on it. But you eat one at a time. You don't put them all together. If you put them all together, what would it be? A sandwich. But it's not a sandwich. It's oh. a smorgasbord. I've been doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway... Now that you understand. Uh, For once in my life. <laughs> yeah. So in this episode, we, um, we open, this was, okay, first thing that was big different for this episode. Big from, different. From all the other ones. Big time different. Was animated. animated. Okay. Uh, what do you think about that? Loved it. And I think, okay, so yeah, if we're looking at things from like the context of what's going on in the real world. Disney Plus releases all of their content. And not while not all of it is animated, we do kind of know them for uh, their animated features. You know, they used to release one every year. Um, and then also, you know, they work with Pixar on some animated stuff as well. So um, and I think that for Chicago Heroes, it totally made sense to kind of borrow some of that equity, even though they're not owned by... Um, uh, Disney, um, they, does Disney own Disney or does ABC own Disney or does Disney own ABC? I don't have a fucking clue. Well, okay. So Chicago network is not part of any of these things. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. So that's the point. And so (laughs) there were a lot of kind of, I mean, I don't really know how to put this exactly. Um, there were, they had a lot of like Disney type of characters in this episode, right? But they were like, all kind they were of all like, ki- they were all kind of, they were all kind of like busted. Yeah. You like, know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like, okay. Like imagine if you tried to, okay. Imagine that you were trying to make a movie and it, we wanted to have Al Pacino in it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But you, the only thing that you had for making the movie was MS paint, right? You can make something that looks kind of like Al Pacino, it looks enough like Al Pacino that everyone watching goes, is that Al Pacino? Or is that supposed to be Al Pacino? Is that supposed to be Al Pacino? But if Al Pacino goes, is that supposed to be me? They, then they can say, 
Definitely not. No. And that'll hold up in a court of law. Yeah, that's Cal. Cal Ripken Jr. Ripken Jr. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then they've got themselves into a different sort of hot water. Yeah. But you but understand. Yeah. 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 So we open on a farm. A farm. An animated farm. Okay. Farm sounds. Farm noises are Moo. happening. Moo. Cockadoodaloo. Woo. And hee donkeys. <laughs> And I'm thinking mm, this is going to be about old McDonald. Yeah. Right. Um, This is going to be a chicken run. I was definitely, I was thinking it was literally, I thought this movie is going to be chicken run. Yeah. Because first of all, they use the title card for chicken run for this episode, (laughs) but they kind of like (laughs) crossed it out (laughs) and wrote above it, not you know, and so yeah. this is kind of, you know, how they talk about how a, a, pro, a, a piece of property has to be like a four quadrant property. You know, it's got to like you want to get like the kids, the adults, the teens, and the old people all to come see a movie. Oh yeah, I think it's kind of like okay, well they know that the Brits like Wallace and Gromit, so they want to get British people to watch this. That's one quadrant episode of Chicago Heroes. That's so they use quadrant. the title card for Chicken Run. They cross it out, say not. Yeah, chicken and immediately run. alienate them by saying because they not. say it's not it. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, maybe they think like, oh, Chicken Run style humor is kind of dry humor. <laughs> so if they say not Chicken Run, then maybe it's a joke. Yeah, and actually, it is Chicken it's kind Run. Kind of British style joke. Yeah, a British style okay. joke. Okay, of <laughs> saying not. <laughs> right. And um, in it. It's kind of taking the piss out. Wow, wow, is very nice. That's what British people would be saying when they saw this title card, is what I'm thinking. And that's how yeah. they sound, too. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. I'm the bad guy. Duh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. So, okay. So that's the first part, is we got that title card. That's one quadrant. Second quadrant is animated kids like that stuff. Right? <laughs> kids love that shit. Right? Okay, what's something that kids don't like? Real people. Okay, what do they like? Animated, animated farm people, animals. farm animals. Okay. So now we got two quadrants. Yep. Third quadrant is you got to figure that the all the pigs in the world are going to be watching this episode because we hone in our on our hone in is an industry term for when the camera focuses on someone. We hone in on our protagonist. Yes, pig. Who's who we only know at this point as Pig. Okay. And first line that anybody says is we got the farmer, he's standing with the pig, and he says to the pig, That'll do. That'll do, pig. Pig. That'll, That'll do. do. And I'm thinking now, episode is over. <laughs> right? Yeah. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. How many stars would you have rated this episode? If it ended there? Yeah. Out of five. Oh, 600. Exactly. But it keeps going. Yeah. And it keeps, because they want to keep earning their stars. Yep. It turns into a thousand star episode. So we open a channel of the pig. That'll do. Wait, we don't know his name yet. Oh, sorry. His name was pig. We find out his name is Chandler. His given name. We found out his given name. His Christian name. Is Chandler because the camera hones around to the other side of his body. <laughs> yeah. And we see that he has a, we see that he has a tattoo that's kind of in like um it's kind of in like a gangster script, you know, like Eminem and D twelve. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. says Chandler on it. That's like, cool. Kind of inked. It like I thought it would be a usually they brand farm animals. Yeah. But this was definitely like am I wrong? This was ink. Right? Yeah, more humane. Yeah. 
So he has this giant tattoo that covers his entire left side. Yep. That says Chandler. Yeah, we kind of uh, hone over that for a while. And the L and the D are switched, so it looks like Chandler. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of knew what they were trying to get at. Yeah. Because you got to figure a farm animal did this tattoo, right? Yeah. I Did I also and say the C was backwards? <laughs> like corn. Yeah, the C was backwards like in corn. <laughs> um, what, um... Yeah, and I guess, yeah, it's pretty good for a farm animal doing it, especially considering a farm animal can't read or can him. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, so... You know how Disney movies will open with, like, sort of somebody, like, dreaming a dream as time gone by? <laughs> we get to see Chandler's dreams. Yeah. So he goes back to his hut. And he's kind of snuggled in. He's cur- He's curled up like his little tail and he is and we see his dreams and his dream well he has a dream about kind of honing in on the big city and then getting there and washington dc yeah and then to washington dc and then he has a dream of a powdered wig being put atop his head kind of getting a robe put on him things like that having a big gavel that he kind of puts between his hooves mm-hmm. and kind of wraps on the table. The the gavel wraps clunk, 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 clunk on the table and the dream rudely ends. Yeah. Because it's actually Chandler is having his noggin being wrapped on by his mom. Yep. And she's saying, was you dreaming about that no good dream of being a Supreme Court justice again? And he goes, <laughs> yeah, mom. I was. And it's funny with his mom, I would have thought they would have taken the opportunity to get a different quadrant, but they're still going after the Brits with this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're kind of going after the animated fans with his voice, though. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Fans of Dennis the Menace, fans of Doug. Bart Simpson. Animaniacs. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. That kind of crap. That kind of <laughs> shit. It was... the I mean, the animation on this, I don't like want to <laughs> be like put too fine a point on it but it's like really bad <laughs> well <laughs> you know what i mean do you remember like uh was it squiggle vision or whatever like dr cat's home movies early oh, yeah, Simpsons. yeah yeah like uh it was uh, like the that yeah stuff. yeah yeah but it was bad version of that it was like a worse version of that yeah yeah this looked like somebody <laughs> drew it on a color etch-a-sketch yeah and like every scene would kind of like they started shaking the etch like okay Imagine if someone was drawing on a color etch-a-sketch while they were riding a city bus uh-huh. through I'm a imagining. city with potholes. Yeah, okay? that's exactly it. <laughs> that's pretty much what the animation yeah. was looking like. Yeah. Okay. Bad. Yes, very bad. Uh, it was not... Wow, wow, is very nice. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Bad. Okay. So, okay, animation's bad. Mom wraps him on the school. Pig with dreams. Pig with dreams of being a Supreme Court justice. justice. Okay, we're all kind of either squinting our eyes or laughing depending what type of person we are and Chandler's brothers and his sisters and his papa are all joining in and they're saying like you're never going to be no good for nothing you're a you're a no talent pig you're meant you're meant to be bacon baby you're going to be turned into bacon one day and there's nothing you could do about it we're all going to get turned into bacon too stop getting too big for your britches yeah right 
Uh, and we should say Chandler is wearing britches. <laughs> yep, okay. a pi- pigs and britches. Right, and you might be wondering if a pig wore britches, would it wear them like this or, or like, like this? this? And if you watched this episode, you found out. Yeah. So no more about that. Um, but yeah, the, the his, his brothers are kind of telling him and they amount to nothing, right? Yeah. yeah. And we start to feel sort of bad for Chandler. And pig- living in a van down by the river. Yeah, so we start to feel sort of bad for Chandler because, you know, pig with dreams. We feel endeared to this little pig in britches. Um, but also, I sort of agree with his family. Like, there's no way a pig's going to become a Supreme Court justice. I can't think of one. I can't think. I can't think of a single sloppy I only, hog on the Supreme okay. Court. Yeah, I can't think of a single, single Supreme Court justice that eats and roots in their own shit. Yeah. I can't think uh, and of it. has an intelligence that is well admirable, still subhuman. Yeah. So how is Chandler going to do it? Nobody knows. No. Uh, I'm thinking to myself, well, it's going to take probably a miracle to make this happen. Yeah. But little do we know Chandler, the pig has some special talents. Chandler, the pig has been able to read. He taught himself to read probably by watching the farmer's kids learning to read out in the field or something like that. Doesn't matter because we figure out he knows because he starts reading all the spider's webs around Mm -hmm. and then also starts kind of reading the side of the barn where there's some... It's interesting. Sarah has so far named two things that, as far to my knowledge, have no writing. And it does seem... So at this point, we're still not sure whether Chandler can really read or whether he's pretending to read. Because he'll read the spider web and he'll read the side of the barn. And then at some point... So I was seeing that sequence, and I don't know if you were thinking the same thing as me, Sarah, of like... No, clearly I wasn't. Can this pig really read or fucking what? You know? No, I wasn't. I was seeing him read. <laughs> oh, you were. So you could read the spider's web too. <laughs> you also were able to read it. It said some pig. Some pig. And is that from something else? No. Okay. So just weird. <laughs> Not a reference to something, just weird. It said some pig on the spider's web. <laughs> Are... It's from Okay, Sarah's telling me it's from Charlotte's Web. I was not aware of that. Uh, so that may have been why they put up the uh, no copyright intended disclaimer on the screen right before they showed the spider's web. To kind of, it said, "This is fair." And the next well, it shot said is some fair use. sum pig. I like that. Yeah, and that sort of is itself a little jab at Chandler's self-esteem because, as we know. He can't do math. No. Because he doesn't have any fingers or thumbs, which means he can't count off he his hooves. He only has cloven hooves. Yes. So he can, the highest he can count is to two. two. <laughs> anyway, he reads the side of the barn, and the side of the barn said, it does actually have some words on it. Oh, so it, you agree that the side of the barn <laughs> had words on it? Yeah, I was just making a point. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, so, so you agree. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, so the camera honed in on the side of the barn, and we saw those words, right? Uh, and it was one of those, like, you know how you would see in a bathroom stall? If you're looking for a good time, call whatever. Yeah. So he's able to read the first part, if you're looking for a good time, and then he can't do numbers, so he can't get to the next part. Um, but it has a little... little um, uh, I don't remember how this ended. It, he read the, if you're looking for a good time, call Snake, and then there was a number. 
Yep. And Chandler says, well, I don't got no phone, but I know where Snake lives. Well, I think... I don't know if he actually said that. That was in his thoughts is what I was imagining was in his thoughts. Yes, but I I think... (laughs) So he sees that and he's like, well, I don't even know why I would need to call Snake. Yeah. Doesn't know much about Snake. But that night, in the middle of the night, he gets a little delivery. Yes, he sure does. It's a letter from Chicago Law School. That's right. Yeah, and it says... Chandler, congratulations. You've been accepted to our lawyer program. Um, we're really excited to have you. Um, Huge fucking Scottish giant brings in this letter. <laughs> yeah, right? he's, You're a pig, Chandler. You're a pig, Chandler. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, he gives it a few readings. <laughs> yeah. And classic Chicago hero style, we get a couple just takes of him saying it. Um, but the letter, you know, is excited to welcome him to the school. However, at the very bottom, it says, P.S. Humans only. So now we get another scene of Chandler's brothers and sisters berating him and belittling him. Um, yeah, you think like, oh, he got into law school. His family should be excited for him. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah. But no, they don't treat him that way. Yeah. No, they say, haven't you read... Upton Sinclair's The Jungle? And he goes, yeah, I have. You guys haven't. And they say, so tell us what's in it. He says, it's about it's about a city where they got the slaughterhouse and they cut up all the pigs and the meat for the humans. And his dad goes, that's Chicago. That's where you're going. Not good. Chandler says, you know, he goes like, I'm going to, he he doesn't, he's, he doesn't actually have anything to say. Um, so. Yeah, he just kind of stumbles over <laughs> his words for a little he, bit. Well, he cries. Yeah, he cries big time. Kind of like a little baby. Yeah, like a babe. I really was starting to root for his family at this point. Because <laughs> Chandler starts crying like a little freaking baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how can you be a lawyer if you cry? I'm a little baby. Can you imagine a Supreme Court justice throwing a tantrum like that? Definitely not. No way. Absolutely not. Chandler goes, I'm a little baby. And then his brothers and sisters, they all go like, you're you're a little baby. He goes like, no, I'm not. I'm a man. Uh-huh. He goes, I'm a big boy. I uh, can drink beers. <laughs> you know? And, and then he goes, wee, 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 all, all the way. To, to the clearing, clearing in the forest in the where forest. Snake lives. Yep. Okay. So figures out where Snake is despite not knowing numbers. Yeah. Not really important how that happened. Um, again, this is just all kind of... He followed the trail of snake slime. I thought it was pretty clear. There was snake slime on the ground and he followed it. You remember? Mm, I don't remember He's that. He's sniffing at it. No, I don't remember the thing that you very clearly saw. It was in the TV guide. They said it. Hmm. <laughs> it wasn't in the episode. It's in the TV guide. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> yeah. um, so. so he gets to the clearing where the snake is and the snake is Who like, he found from the supplemental cartoon that was in TV Guide that showed him following the slithering snake slime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's there, and the snake is there. <laughs> and the snake um, is kind of wrapped around a tree branch, just sort of dangling his head. And uh, Chandler the pig comes up to him, and he says, Hey, I heard your magic. Snake goes... He, I won't try to do the hissing, but he talks like a snake. Okay. Yeah. Like if you ever freaking heard of parcel tongue, he does it. He goes like, I thought you weren't going to try to do it. That's 
It was kind of like that, though. Yeah. I wasn't going to try Wait, to do so it. Wait, so what was this? No, I what? wasn't going to try to do it. I was going to nail it. Uh, and you did. Wow, wow, is very nice. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> and that's how I'm able to do that voice. Uh, so, anyway, he, the snake goes. Wait, so what did he say? He goes, who told you Oh, yeah. And, that? Yeah, and Chandler goes, well, I sort of inferred from the thing on the bar, and it said, for a good time, call snake. And um, just figured that meant you were magic. Yeah, and the snake, he's wearing a wizard hat, and he has a wizard robe on. <laughs> he's got he a beard. And a wizard wand and a beard. Yeah. And so that's a little bit of a dead giveaway at this point. Yeah. And oh, and the snake's name, did we forget to mention, is Merlin. <laughs> we totally forgot to mention that. And the other thing that we forgot to mention, and I don't know how we did, because this was not in the TV guide. It was straight up in the freaking episode. Okay. Was when he got to the clearing, the only thing in the clearing was a lamp. And the... <laughs> Chandler, the pig, had to rub it. He had to rub the lamp so he doesn't have hands. So he had to rub his ass up against the lamp. So he's rubbing his ass on the lamp. His little piggy ass. Piggy ass on it. And the wizard snake Merlin (laughs) came up out of the lamp. Yeah. Like some sort of, like, not. Like a wizard. Yeah. Like a wizard would do. Uh huh. So anyway, they kind of do this little banter thing of why do you know who I am? All that good stuff. And uh, Chandler the pig goes, "Listen, I don't have much time." Okay. Yeah. Semester starting. Semester starting. I gotta pack my bags. I gotta go. And Snake's like, "All right, cool. What can I do for you?" Pop quiz. It's a pop quiz. Chandler is ready with his answer. <laughs> Yeah, Chandler goes, um, I, so I got accepted into law school, as you know, and I um, can't go unless I'm human. And as you probably noticed from my little piggy ass, I'm a pig, Merlin. And Merlin goes, so you want to be a real boy? Well, kind of. I want to be a real man, is what. Chandler said. Yes. And the snake goes in regular. He, um, I'm not going to do the voice anymore because I do it too, too perfect, too perfect. And I don't want our, okay, here's the thing. I don't want our listeners to get confused. Because I think they're actually they're watching, watching the, the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Or think that they're in the clearing with Merlin. And that would be scary. I couldn't tell you how many times our listeners have been listening to our show. And I do a voice that's, so good that we that we get um our asses sued afterwards because someone who was driving their car all of a sudden thought they were at home watching their television and crashed into a lamppost we do get one of those a week at least yeah at least so chandler wants to be a real man merlin says okay here's the deal he says you give me i will make you into a real man but you have to give me something that i want And and chandler says Anything. Anything. And the snake goes, do you promise? And Chandler, who actually has a really bad lisp now that I think about it, goes, yeah, I promise. He does. He goes, I promise. Do you need me to find something? And the snake goes, why, yes. (laughs) Yes. 
Yes, Chandler. <laughs> I've got a contract here, in fact. And he unrolls this big, long parchment of snakeskin. Yep. And uh, Chandler... Okay, speed ahead. Chandler signs a contract with his tattooing pen, and the snake makes Chandler from a pig into a real man. It's absolutely one of the most grotesque, hideous practical effects I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen The Fly? Yes. It's like that, but Ten worse. times worse. It's yeah. like The Fly meets The Thing. Okay, you know like when The Thing is so gross? Uh-huh. And you know when The Fly is so gross? Yeah. And have you seen an alien when the grossness comes out of the guy's belly? Yes. It's like if you took all of those three things together- Put them in a blender. And made it into the exer-freaking-cyst. Yeah. Okay. And the exorcist. And what I mean by exorcist is you made it into an extra cyst on the hunchback of Notre Dame's neck. And oh. that's how this was looking. Yeah. So it Pretty was. Pretty gross. Uh, yeah. It was not very nice. I, I threw up. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I got throw up everywhere. Yeah. And that's smell of vision. So. Okay. So grotesque becomes. Man. beautiful yeah beautiful I mean, yeah. man so it's kind of the 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 we've got kind of the beauty and the beast here right except it's more like the beast and the beauty right the beast getting turned into a beauty yeah right? a beautiful matthew perry and this whole scene would have been even more unpalatable i would have been not only throwing up but shitting and pissing too if it had not been set to the beautiful score of the beauty and the beast yes right um to what's the to like um bonjour right <laughs> except of course the thing is the thing that was weird about it okay the thing that was weird about it as we covered before is chicago network doesn't have uh the rights to the disney stuff no so they used close to the melody close to the rhythm and almost like the words yeah of bonjour yeah here comes a baker with this tray like always oh, <laughs> yeah okay that was the real words right and off the melody right but then you take off words and off melody yeah and it's like it was like um adios it was kind of like adios it's the shopkeeper with his backpack like all fish you know so it was like adios it's the shopkeeper with his back like all fish you know? and actually now that i'm talking about it I was trying to say that the music made it so that I didn't want to throw up, but maybe now I'm thinking the music is what made us throw up. Oh yeah, I was shitting and farting. It's really awful. Um, uh, yeah. The same old nuts and roots to smell. Ugh, nuts and roots—the yeah. worst smells I can think of. So anyway, then we take a. So then the snake he starts reading Infinite Jest, and we take a cut. So we cut to um, Chicago, and it is we're in Chicago, big city. Wait, Matthew, why was the snake reading Infinite Jazz? Because he can read now, and that's the first thing you would read if you could. Do we talk about that yet, though? Did we talk about that before? The deal in the contract. We just said he signed it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, we didn't. So what happened was the snake is reading Infinite Jest. Matthew Perry goes to Chicago, and in Chicago we're at the Chicago Post Office, and uh -huh. Matthew Perry does some back exposition on a postcard <laughs> that he's sending to his family. So he's writing a postcard to his family, which they're not going to be able to read because they can't read, and because they're pigs, and uh, he's the only pig who can read. That's why. So he's just kind of showing off. Yeah, this. that's what the title of this episode was: Not Chicken Run. Uh, the pig who could read. <laughs> so he writes the postcard to his family that says, um, it says, uh, hello, Mada, hello, Fada. Here I am in old Chicago. I gave a deal to a snake. I gave him my ability to read. It's all going to work out for me. I'm going to see you one day on the big Supreme court. <laughs> bye bye. 
That's what he wrote, right? Yeah, and there are a lot of spelling errors because he couldn't read. <laughs> he can't read now. And, which, and the thing is, okay, here's the thing about reading, is if you can't read, you can still write, you know? But, but you can't read what you're writing, so you have to do it entirely by muscle memory. And this, so there and are the, a lot of errors. Yeah, and the problem with Chandler, of course, <laughs> is he doesn't have a lot of muscle memory from writing because up until this point in his life, he was a pig with cloven hooves. And now he's a man with so fingers. So he's never wrote it before with his hooves. <laughs> no. So He tried a couple times with gave up. Yeah, so you guys should have seen, and you did because you watched the episode and you were listening <laughs> to the recap podcast. Now, how Chandler was holding the pencil which was he was gripping like an idiot, like a caveman. <laughs> he was gripping it like he's given a hand job, and an upside down one at that. Right, an upside. Down. He was gripping the pencil like he was giving an upside down hand job, like this. Like this. Okay, so if the audience so- <laughs> who's listening to the podcast can see me and Sarah's hands, imagine that we're giving an upside down hand job, and that's how Chandler was writing. So it's like if you're giving a hand job, but you flip your wrist over yeah so that your pinky is facing up towards the sky yeah and then you do it that way <laughs> it was so bad that while matthew perry was writing the postcard a amnesia an um an amnesiac an, an amnesiac uh, ellen degeneres <laughs> with no memory and wearing a fish <laughs> costume came in and says to him do you need some help <laughs> and then she kept asking it to him again did i already ask you that yeah and she goes hi i'm Dorian. Hi, I'm Dorian. She kept doing that. Yeah. I didn't get it. Frankly, probably my least favorite part of the episode. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get it either. Yeah, it was stupid. Sucked. She only had garbage. Yeah, she only had fins anyway. Exactly. She wasn't even wearing full fish costume. She was wearing one she was wearing two fins on her back like she was a surfboard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a surfboard <clears throat> on my sound, sound clip thing. Yeah. That I play. So anyway, um, so he, what happens next? He, let's, <laughs> get, let's kind of move through yeah, this let's a little quicker get, here. So yeah, he can't read, which means his writing was bad. So he sends a postcard. Lord knows what freaking happens to that. Um, and then he goes off to school. and Chicago Law School. Chicago Law School, right. And keep in mind, he is smoking hot now. Cute. Have you guys seen Matthew Perry? Yeah, he's kind of new. So if you haven't seen him, I would give him a Google. Um, a freaking and this Adonis. Wasn't, this was not young Matthew Perry. This was old Matthew Perry. Like really good. Yeah, they sh- <laughs> yeah, they shot this recently. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is like peak Matthew Perry. I thought they might have even aged him to make him more of a silver fox. Because like, like he had that silver streak in his hair. Yeah. You know? He looked kind of like... Um, Who's the guy that's on a John Slattery on Mad Men? Who plays oh Roger? yeah, but hotter. Like that, but hotter. Yeah, because John Slattery, he's a little too skinny. You know, Matthew Perry, you've got a little bit more. You got a little more Bloat. wisdom in his cheeks. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a lot he, of life lived in those cheeks. He looked awesome. <clears throat> yeah. And really hot. So we get a <laughs> montage. Awesome of, and really hot. Yeah, montage of, like a college montage. You know, law school montage. Yeah, he's classic kind of, law school montage yep. of Matthew Ferry just <laughs> fucking it out, just banging it out. What did I say? Fucking. Did I say Matthew Ferry? <laughs> well, he he. Let's just say that he, he does fuck Tinkerbell. He was playing fast and loose with who and who and what he and how he fucked Tinkerbell. Yeah. Or uh, I guess in the show, or it was a co-ed dressed up like Tinkerbell. Yeah, but right? not actually Tinkerbell because no, 
Yeah. It was, she was a cocktail waitress. Yeah. Cocktail waitress. Yeah. And, um, she had, and he kept asking her name and she's like, you're never going to remember it anyway. Just stop asking. Right. And she, she goes, um, I'm the bad guy. And then she goes, just kidding. I'm just, I'm just drawn that way. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Okay. That's good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's a montage. I'm going to check the statistics for this episode and see if that's the point where people stop listening. Okay, great. I don't know if I can see that, but I have a feeling that like the if, they don't already ha- if they don't already make that, they're going to make it for this one, for that. Yeah. You know, like Apple engineers and be like, whoa, this podcast, so many people stop listening right there. Yeah. That we have to, we're coming out with a whole new statistic. Yeah. I do need to know the drop off rate. <clears throat> when and where and why and i i can only guess why anyway drop um, out is what drop out is what the dean of the law school is telling chandler that he yeah, should be he's doing. shaking his gavel at him telling him you gotta go home buddy you don't know what you're doing here and chandler's like i worked so hard to be here you accepted me <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like i deserve to be lying here. through his teeth yeah his wiener is growing Right. Every time he tells a lie, his wiener grows. Oh yeah, which makes it which he likes to lie a lot. Yeah. So and he's got he a also likes to dick down, wang. and so that might be contributing to his big lack wang. of steady progress in his big wang. <laughs> yeah. So if it's not clear, he's doing really well socially at law school. <laughs> socially, he's killing. Academically, it. standing doing in the dean's bad. office with a big raging. Like I don't know if he's got a boner or what, but his dick it's, is so long it's at this point. Purple. It's it's so purple you can see it through his pants and (laughs) the the dean the dean acts like he doesn't even see it you know what i mean Um, well that's his i mean he's got to be professional Professional. so he he gives chandler a ticking time clock where he goes you have uh what did he say 48 hours 48 hours he goes 48 hours to turn this around (laughs) to turn this around yeah 48 hours give or take a couple because he says because you're big because it's wednesday he goes he does some math he goes it's and chandler checks out really at that point yeah he goes it's thursday two days and chandler goes two that's a number i know and uh (laughs) thursday your your big midterm is on saturday so that's two days so you've got to turn around by then carry Carry the one and two and yeah by then and chandler's like all right all right so he he is what's a pig to do you know yeah things are getting a little bit spicy for him at this point yes um and And he keeps thinking what am i gonna do i'm gonna go home back to my family and i'm a human man now and they're pigs and i'm gonna have to eat them eat them right because eat my mom eat my dad eat all my siblings so he's suffering a crisis of confidence, crisis of conscience, crisis of identity. Uh-huh. This is a very low point for our hero. Yeah. Um, he's not done much to be heroic of so far. Mm-mm. What have we, okay, what have we seen him do? We've seen him dream, which yep. is lazy. Yeah. We've seen him. We saw him read a spider web. Read a spider web, which is neutral, I would say. Mm-hmm. We've seen him make a deal with a creature, a serpent of evil. Uh, this often considered to be the beast that represents 
um, sin. Lucifer, sin, temptation, the original sin, Adam's fall from grace uh, when he was originally in that paradise that God did create for us, mm-hmm. so known as Eden, and Adam could not help but eat of the fruit that was offered to him by the snake, and when he did eat that fruit. God looked at him and said, you are no longer pure and you must be cast out from the garden, much as Chandler got casted out when he made that deal with the snake. Yeah, he, he also was a little piggy who cried like a bitch to okay. his family. So that's four. <clears throat> okay, so, <laughs> so uh, when I'm looking at Chandler right now, here's what I'm thinking. I'm the bad guy. Oh, like he's God. the bad guy. That's what Chandler should be thinking. Yeah, he's and thinking, it is what he's I'm thinking. the bad guy. So he is really down in his dumps. And he's going out for a walk in the rain. Oh, yeah. And all these babes ca- kind of keep walking by and saying, hey, do you want to get under my umbrella? And he says no, which makes me think, okay, he's changing. He's shaping up. Yeah. So he's sort of walking around and then he sees a sign outside of like a small theater. Yeah. And it says, Snakespear, one night only. Yes. It's a little uh, storefront theater. Yeah. Right? Yeah, a little Um, storefront run by a couple guys probably. They make it. It's on Pleasure Island. Yeah. Um, So, or it's right next to Pleasure Island. Uh, Yeah. So Pleasure Island is, so... So what's his name? Chandler. He sees the theater, right? Uh-huh. And then he goes... Yeah, uh, what's his name? He looks over to the right, sees Pleasure Island. He goes, hmm, right? Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go in. So it was a nice little Easter egg. Um, <laughs> so then he goes into the theater, and there's a production happening on stage mm-hmm. of... You guessed it. Hamlet. Hamlet. Yeah. Isn't that cute? Uh, it's Hamlet. And we are... Okay, you might have heard what Sarah said, Snakespear. And you might have said that Sarah, you might have paused the podcast and turned to your wife in the car while you're driving and said, uh, don't, she said that wrong. And yeah, she said, oh, she said Shakespeare wrong. But she didn't. No. Snakespear was what it said on the theater. Snakespear. And that connects to what happened earlier in the episode with the snake. Because Do you remember? Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Right? Yeah. Pop quiz, do you remember the snake? Pop quiz, it's a pop quiz. Okay, have you got your answers? I hope it's yes. Because the snake, who could not read before but now can read, is up on stage. Reciting what lines from what a A book play? Which one? Hamlet. Hamlet. (laughs) We already said it. And By who? Shakespeare. And... He's, you might think you wouldn't have to know how to read to be in the theater, um, but this is reader's theater. So we said reciting, and what we meant was reciting out of a book because it's rehearsal. And the snake is rehearsing the to be or not to be speech, which is the big one that everyone knows from Hamlet. You know, to be or not to be, that is the question. Mm-hmm. Whether tis nobler in the mind <clears throat> to suffer the slings and arrows of, and that's as much as I remember, right? Yeah. However many words there are that you know, that's how many digits of pi that I know. <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow, is very nice. Smoke weed every day. And that's how I know them. So Chandler gets an idea, right? Because why does he get the idea? Um, 
he's watching the snake performing, right? Uh-huh. Me and Sarah both kind of checked out at this point in the episode because we have both, because uh, we both have been in Hamlet and played Hamlet. Yes, yeah, so we were kind of doing the soliloquy On to each own. other sort and like sort of raising our voices at each other, trying to say it over each other, trying to say it faster than one another. To sleep, to dream, mm-hmm. to sleep, to sleep perchance, to dream, to dream, to, dream, to, dream, to die. die. And in and that, that sleep, sleep of death, death what, what dreams, dreams may, may come. come. And that is how Chandler gets his idea. He hears that part where it says what dreams may come, and it hypnotizes him and puts him to sleep. And we've seen before that Chandler is a very good dreamer. Yes. And he starts dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. Mm. And, and he, we hear a version of a dream is a wish your heart makes from one of those movies. I dreamed a dream of time gone by. And Chandler dreams of himself. Doing what? Winning against Snake, who that's his only name, in a big... Professor Snake. That's why he was wearing that wizard hat. It was a professor's hat, right? Because his name was Merlin from before. (laughs) Do you remember that? (laughs) Do you remember how we had said before his name was Merlin? Yeah. Okay, well, we had actually lied about that before (laughs) because we had just been making that up. <laughs> because if you no reason because if you had seen this snake, he's a dead ringer for, for Merlin. Um, I just I maybe I guess I just thought that was his name. You know, so we just kind of came up with it on the fly or whatever. Yeah, right? but no, his real name was Professor Snake. Hey Slim, I drink a fifth of vodka. You dare me to drive? And Chandler has a dream of himself giving Professor Snake an absolute whooping in the court of law. And a big old wedgie. Yes. And the judge is casting, instead of being casted out of the snake's garden, the snake is getting casted out of City Hall. Yes. The city courthouse, which is in City mm-hmm. Hall. Chicago City Hall. Chicago courthouse is in Chicago City Hall on floor two. Yep. And Which Chandler can count to. Yes. So it's, that's very important for the plot. <laughs> that he can count there, he knows where it is, and he's having a dream where he's succeeding. And that gives him a big idea where he then wakes up and he... The Shakespeare Hamlet, the Snakespeare Hamlet is not over yet. So Chandler hurries, 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 and he uses his muscle memory <laughs> to write out a subpoena, subpoena. Yep. to give to Professor, Professor Snake. Snake. And... Then the entirety of the movie You Got Served played. Right? Yep. So hour and a half later. <laughs> uh, we have the sna- we, we have Professor we Snake. Back. Yeah, we cut back to Professor Snake stunned. Stunned reading the snakeskin parchment with his subpoena on it that he can read. Yep. And Chandler goes, you got served, bitch. Yep. And then it's a cut. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And then we're in courthouse. Yeah. So we're in the courthouse, and basically what had happened in the dream before happened happens again. for real Yeah, now. the exact same thing. And they let, played it. The, yeah, go ahead, Sarah. And I can kind of explain to you the case if you're interested, if you're kind of like a yeah. law geek like me. So basically the whole thing was that the it was contract law, and it was Chandler, um, the uh the prosecution insisting that the contract he'd originally signed with professor snake Merlin, as we knew him earlier in the episode is um, he, he signed it 
but Merlin, Professor Snake, didn't know how to read when he gave him that original contract, which was signing away um, Chandler's ability to read. Um, so Chandler tells him, you couldn't read that contract when I signed it. So it is null and void. And that's in the Constitution. That's the Seventh Amendment. Yes. Right? Which is you can only sign a contract if you can know how to read. Yes. Okay. Uh, and apparently the people back then when they were writing it didn't know very well from off of how they wrote it, but yep. that was basics of it. Yep. So defeated in court. And Professor Snake kind of wilds out and he's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he does, dude. He's popping bottles, dude. Right? I mean, and it's actually really funny. So, and that's why Sarah's laugh, laugh, laughing so hard is Professor Snake, he wilds out hard, right? I mean, he goes freaking Merlin mode. He's popping bottles, dude. He's doing almost like Chandler style, dicking down. He's like sticking a, his whole body in there. I mean, what's some of the other ways he was wilding out? Um, uh, th- uh, pretending to make, doing like fun rap sounds like brah, brah, and uh, d- doing freestyle raps as well. Um, he sort of popped a bottle of champagne and the cork hit the judge in the eye, and the judge was like, "Ah, oh, my eye!" Uh, and he was singing that yeah he was singing i'm on a boat <laughs> yeah and and, and the, the judge finally is like judge oh. has is missing an eye now yeah and he goes hold up hey and so everybody pays attention right because yes. when okay because when nate dog go off you pay attention yes yes yes, yes, yes. right and, i stood at attention and he oh yeah me and sarah were saluting <laughs> and you and uh what's his name chandler he was also <laughs> saluting right because he's in a state of permanent salute at this point with how long his boner is <laughs> and the judge goes to professor snake he goes he goes i don't think you get it you lost <laughs> right and professor snake goes oh wait i was the defendant he goes the fuck <laughs> Oh, I was the defendant. <laughs> yeah, he's saying he's speaking with his two tones of voice at uh, once because he's a serpent of evil. Yes. So he can speak with three voices at once, like in a devil's tritone. Yes. Right? I am the conduit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. he then vaporizes into ash. And uh, Chandler is like, well, that's that. And he. <laughs> So so he leaves the cuz cuz Chandler's like also the I, whole time to be clear even though Chandler's a human everything is animated around him. Oh yes, <clears throat> this was like you know that show Son of Zorn on Fox where they put an animated guy into a real world. It's opposite Jason of that. Sudeikis. It's opposite of that. Put a real guy into an animated world. I'm trying to think of their any Bed knobs mo- and broomsticks. Did they do that in that? Mm-hmm. Or Jessica Rabbit. That's also animated characters into a real world. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was the flip of that. Yeah. Um, Just important to know. To, for your own Yeah, men- to get mental, this back for your on the rails. Bank. Yeah, for your right? spank bank. Um, for your mental spank bank. Yeah, you're picturing human Chandler, but 
animated world and that you're jacking off into. Chandler doesn't know if he can read again yet because he's walking through the courthouse and like and there's no, no documents. There's no documents. There's um, no signage. There's no signs or nothing. There's the bathrooms, which of course have the Just bathroom signs, icons, icons on yeah. them. You know, yes, exactly. You know, Lady Gaga, RuPaul. Um, who else is icons? Bette Midler. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the chick from Golden Girls. Barbara Streisand. What's the Golden Girls? Barbara Streisand. She's from Golden Girls? No. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Okay. B. Arthur. What's the one from Golden Girls? B. Arthur. Okay, I can't tell whether you're... Betty um, White. Yeah. Um, and could I be any more Arthur? <laughs> is what Chandler says to himself when he looks down and he's wearing human clothes like Arthur the Aardvark would. And he's got his hand in a fist. Mm -hmm. He's got his hand in a fist. That's, I like that. Uh, (laughs) He does though. He does though. And the camera mostly follows that the whole way down. And then they hone in on that for a while. We hone in on the, on the fist, the whole walk through. And then what do we see? We see the fist relax and we know just by seeing, this is an amazing, dude, this was amazing cinema. Yes. It should be taught in every film class. Wow, wow, he's very nice. Yes, I agree. So we see, we, we've been taught now just through cinematic language, through visual language, mm-hmm. that Arthur Chandler is not Arthur. Fuck the Arthur thing, it's Chandler, but he's got a fist made. And we're just watching this fist. He's angry. He's like, can I read? Can I read? Can I read? I can't <laughs> read. And he's got this fist. And then eventually we see the fist unball. And we know as viewers he can read. He can read. He saw something worth reading. It's like an examination of toxic masculinity, right? You know, like you got a fist and then you like learn how to like let it relax or whatever. Yeah. Teach a man to make a fist. He'll fight for a day. Teach a man <laughs> to read. He'll never fight again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Lots of allegories in yeah. this episode. And they said that one. They, they said it with a silent movie title card. Or like a inter interlude card that came yeah. down with like the white text on the black background. Yeah, they do that in Fraser too. Cursive, yeah, um, they do that in Fraser mm-hmm. in the show Fraser. Mm-hmm. Do they? Yeah. The inner the like silent movie. Style. Yeah, they like break up acts with. Oh, with little quotes. Uh, not quotes like titles. Ah, green eggs and ham, that kind of thing. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. Green exactly. And so Chandler him. goes to the so now we go to the midterm, right? And Chandler is reading really fast. He right aces before it, the test. Kind of, aces yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah, just kinda aces it. He brings in a cheat sheet that he can read off during the test. Yeah, they say you have to Yep. They say you have to fit it on the brim of a ball cap. <laughs> that's the rule. Yeah. That's the rule, by the way. If there's that is the rule. students out there, that's the rule. It's kind of like um what's the rule in Pirates Code in Pirates of the Caribbean? You know, where they say parlay right where Kira knightley gets trapped uh-huh and they're gonna kill her the dead pirates are gonna kill her yeah and she goes parlay i invoke the right of parlay and they get like really upset because they have to take her because it's pirate code that she's invoked oh and so they have to let her go meet with not davy crockett but like the guy who's the head of davy jones or whatever you know what i'm talking about have you seen pirates of the caribbean mm. have you actually not seen it i don't think so seriously I don't think I've been on the ride. Oh my God. It's so good. So it's really good. It's a really good adventure movie. Uh, I may have seen one of them. The first one is honestly like just great. It's just like the perfect pacing. It's very funny uh, uh-huh. and good action. It's swashbuckling. Uh, 
anyway, parlay is a whole thing in it where it's like parlay means that like they have to take you to meet with the leader and they can't just kill you. It's uh-huh. like, it's almost like a, it's like a cheat code <laughs> for pirates. Oh, know? nice. Yeah. yeah. So that was basically what uh, Chandler did here. Parlez-vous with, français is what I would say. Adios, adios. <laughs> there goes the shopkeeper with his Back book of tricks, tricks. now. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. same old tricks and japes to smell. Every joker just the same, like the other clowns in town. <laughs> they all want to send me back to hell. And that was the little more of that song that made us go so sick earlier. Yeah. So anyway, was that the end of the episode yeah. right there? Yeah, <laughs> was when he, I, he didn't invoke parlay, but I forgot what I was talking about before parlay. What was it an analogy oh, for? Oh, how, <laughs> how you can cheat on a test. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if there's any students out there, like high schoolers or college students or lawyers, you can put cheat codes on the... <laughs> you can invoke <laughs> parlay on yeah. the brim of your cap. Hey, Slim, I drank a fifth of vodka. You dare me to drive? So that was the end of the episode. Very good. <laughs> yeah, it fucking ruled. So I would actually say it was my favorite of the season so far. Yeah, agree. And I <laughs> hope to. And at the end, there was a 30 minute ad for Disney Plus. <laughs> right? <laughs> at the end of the episode, it, the whole thing, they did an infomercial. <laughs> like, you know, the guy who does the set it and forget it infomercials, where set it and forget it was this thing that they made in like the 90s, which was like basically like a rotisserie type cooker. Oh, And sure. you would like set it. And he would say, like, you said it, and then the whole audience would be like, and, and forget, forget it. it. So like an instant pot. It kind of was like an instant pot. And that was what they did for Disney+. Plus. <laughs> they they were like, it's kind of like an instant pot. <laughs> At the end of this episode of TV, they did a 30-minute commercial for Disney+. Plus, <laughs> where uh, It's kind of like an instant Harvey, pot, but it's full of all of your favorite content. Yeah, where Steve Harvey and Steve... Bilkos or whatever his name is, the guy that was the bodyguard type enforcer for Jerry Springer who then got his own show. Uh-huh. He and Steve Harvey and Steve... Corral. Corral. <laughs> and Steve... Colbert. And Steve... Austin. And Steve... From Blue's Clues. And Steve Jobs. All <laughs> like 12 of them basically posted up like the apostles around the Jesus table and they put an instant pot on the center... And then they said, said it and forget it. And then it showed the logo for Disney Plus. And that took a whole 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it said, seven bucks a month, not a red cent more. And that was the end, right? Did I forget anything? No. That was perfect. So that's the recap. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, anyway, the last thing that we had for today was we actually had, uh, our, uh, listener inbox. So, you know how a lot of shows will do mailbag, mailbag, opening up the mailbag. We have an inbox because other shows lie to you. Have you ever sent a handwritten note to another show, Sarah? Uh, no. Okay. And it's not because I have cloven hooves. It's It's because they use an inbox. Right. Just like we do. Um, which in our case is Twitter. 
at Please Save Me Pod on Twitter is where you can ask us all of your listener questions, offer up fan theories for the show, share your uh, favorite, hey, what's the big idea moments of the episode, uh, put reaction gifts that you think would work for particular plot points in the episode, or send us your hate mail. Yeah, or tell me if like I have made a tweet recently that you like. You can do that there too. So... First question that we had for today coming from a listener came from uh, Otto, Otto at Otto Aiken on Twitter. And he says, do you like me? Otto Aiken. Do you like me? Otto Aiken. Yeah. Yeah. I got, yeah, I guess. Love. I don't get enough of it. And then the next question. Are you not answering? Love, I don't get enough of it. Okay. Love. The next question that came to us was from Jesse from from on Twitter. Jesse from high school to Jesse, and that says where the display name cuts off. Okay, what's the handle? I can't see because I took a screenshot of it. Oh, hold on. Um, so it's from Jesse from high school to Jesse, whatever. And he has a question. We'll, we'll say his handle after we do the question. How about mm, yep. his question was, what is the best video game franchise of all time? And why is it the mass effect trilogy? Um, I think my big answer here is that I don't know what mass effect is. Um, so I'm going to say curse of monkey Island and all like the, all the monkey Island games. Yeah. And that was from Jesse from high school to Jesse goes to summer camp and that's at El Dudorino 40 yep. on Twitter. What is the best video game franchise of all time? And why is it the mass effect trilogy? I would say that it is, which one did you say, Sarah? Oh, monkey Island. Yeah. I would say that it's monkey Island and it's monkey Island. Okay. So what is the best video game franchise of all time is monkey Island. And why is it the mass effect trilogy? Monkey Island is the <laughs> mass effect trilogy of video games. Because Yeah, exactly. And that's because of the Disney-Fox merger. So what was the next question that we had? Um, It was, would you... Okay, this one comes from John Pesky. Uh, That's at Rye. That's close to Joe Pesci. And let's save that one in our spank bank for the answer. Uh, (laughs) This is from John Pesky at Rye, W-R-Y underscore fungi on Twitter. Sounds like a fun guy. And he says, do you think Chili's should rewrite their constitution? And if so, what should it say? Easiest answer would be no, because then we don't have to say anything else. Yeah. But it's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question, but my answer is no. They don't have to change it. I guess that I am on my own here then. Hey Slim, I drink a fifth of vodka. You dare me to drive? I think I'm gonna. So Chili's should have a new constitution. They should rewrite it. Um, First point of the constitution should be that uh, only, uh, okay, no boomers allowed. No boomers can eat there. Yeah, right. only Zoomers only and Zoomer, Okay, only Zoomer. Okay, so you're in on this now? All right, she's getting in on it. Okay. So point one, no Boomers allowed, comma, only Zoomers and Millennials. So I, I guess my question for the Chile's Constitution is, can it be directly at odds with the U.S. Constitution? Is Chile's 
not part of the U.S. Okay, I'm liking this more. So let's go in a different direction with this then. All right, so point one, we'll keep point one the same because we've already written that down. Yeah, it's written in blood. It's Boomer. Yeah, we're writing this in blood right now with, I got out a big, I paused the recording. I got out a big rusty knife and Sarah and I cut our hands cut open. our hands open. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Suffocation. No breathing. Don't give a fuck if I cover your bleeding. And we already did. So point one, no boomers, only zoomers and millennials. Uh, point two is that you are not actually allowed to say or express anything that you want at Chili's. All that you're, what is, what is it in the constitution that they say is the only thing you're allowed to say? Uh, um, that you're allowed to say in the constitution? Yeah. So they're going to say point two, you don't have freedom of expression. You can only say. Re- uh, good stuff about our food. You can only say good stuff about our food. Yeah. Okay. And then we. And, I, 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 and worship it. And worship it. Like God. And worship it like God. So, okay. So point one, no boomers, only zoomers. This is the Chili's Constitution. Point one, no boomers, only Zoomers and millennials. Uh-huh. Point two, you don't have freedom of expression. You can only say good stuff about our food and worship it like God. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. We good so far? Was that yeah, it? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, point three. No bombs, no guns. No bombs, no guns. So point one, no boomers, only Zoomers and millennials. Point two, you don't have freedom of expression. You can only say good stuff about our food and worship it like God. Point three, no bombs, no guns. Point four. Smoke weed every day. So that's point one. No boomers, <laughs> only zoomers and millennials. Point two. Uh, you don't have freedom of expression. You can only say good <laughs> stuff about our food and worship it like God. Point three. No bombs, no guns. Point four. Smoke weed every day. And the fifth one is that. Yeah, let's add a fifth one. Yeah, we'll do the last. Because yeah. it's the last one. Yeah, the last the commandment. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, You have to, if you have to court, you have to offer quarter to British soldiers. You have to order court. You have to order quarter to British soldiers in Chili's. Chili's. <laughs> okay, so we're not going to recap them now. You got the idea. Okay, so <laughs> and that last one's optional. So the only enforceable on Veterans Day. Only yeah. And I think we had one more, did we have one more question that came to us from the we, inbox I think for today? we did. I oh, think, it was the one, um, it was about. Oh, yes, got it. Yeah. Okay. So this comes from Chase Ben Garrison at Max McAdams on Twitter. And he asks, would you rather have two beautiful chins or one ugly one? Okay, this has been. Side by side. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Side by side, not one on top of the other. So can you just restate the full question? Sure. Would you rather have two beautiful chins or one ugly one? Side by side, not one on top of the other. Okay, so this question has been plaguing me since I first read it in the inbox. Yeah. My, and my big question is, wouldn't two side by side chins, no matter how nice looking those chins are, be uglier than one ugly chin? Yeah, so that's. I think that's a really... I think you've gotten immediately to the heart of the matter. So we, we're going to have to actually be like, Chili's. Oh, so this is an actual hard question. I think it's hard. Okay. So like, cause, cause we have to treat this like we're Chili's constitutional scholars, which we are. Right. Yes. And are we, you know, um, 
are we strict constructionists? Are we textualists? How are we going to interpret this question? I don't actually know if those things that I just said work, but it sounds so smart. Yeah, torts. Would you rather have two beautiful chins or one ugly one? So the question is, right? Or the, like that's the question. The question I have is, do the does two beautiful chins mean? I think it means each, as you said, each chin individually is beautiful. Yeah. Right. It doesn't necessarily imply that if you put two beautiful chins together, that the resulting two chins are beautiful as a set. It's going to look like a smooth ass. Interesting. Because now I'm thinking, well, I, like, I do like a smooth ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd like to take a fork and knife and just dig out whatever I can. Two chins. It. That's Jay Leno's rapper name. Yeah, DJ Two Chins. DJ Two Chins is his rapper name. Yeah, Love it. got sued by Two Chains. Did he? Now, did he? So it seems like we've decided no. We'll just take the one ugly chin. All right, buddy. Yeah, great question. Yeah. Uh, nice try. Yeah, Joe Pesci had a better pop one. Quiz, it's a pop quiz. And we aced it. So is that pretty much it? Yeah, I think all that's right. it. Please follow us at Please Save Me Pod on Twitter. Uh, that's where you can engage with us about all those fan theories, like we just mentioned. Send us your favorite vines. We love a good vine. Oh, uh, do we ever? Send us a good uh, gif of Adam Sandler screaming at a golf ball. I would love it. It'd be great. Yeah, thank you. Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. From your lawn. Not a doctor. Shh.